listening to the best bits of the Breakfasters from 3RRR. You're listening to the Breakfasters podcast for the week 23rd of April to the 27th of April. It was a short week because we had Wednesday off. Uh, but Vanessa Tolker came in for Tech Talk to tell us about where emojis came from and why we love using them so much. Yeah. Also, uh, I went to Sydney for the day and went on a little adventure. So I told everyone <laughs> about that. And also um, our Friday funny bugger, Laura Dunneman, was back in the studio to talk to us about babies. And we talked to Marika Sosnowski about the situation in Syria and then Geraldine told us a story about losing a bank card finding a spider losing a bank card yeah, all kinds of things. major laugh major cry <laughs> yeah. it's all happening roller coaster of emotions <laughs> triple r not for everyone for anyone Tune to Breakfasters here on Triple R with Jeff Geraldine and Sarah Marika Sosnowski is a lawyer and a PhD researcher at the University of Melbourne, as well as a regular Middle East commentator on Triple R. She's joining us now to talk about the situation in Syria in the wake of the use of chemical weapons there and the British American airstrikes. Strikes. Welcome to Breakfasters, Marika. Thank you for having me. Let's get people a little bit up to speed with the general situation in Syria and the Syrian civil war. How did the civil war begin? So the Syrian civil war now has been going for about eight years. They were now into the eighth year. Um, it began actually by with peaceful protests for kind of reform, uh, political reforms, asking for human rights uh, in the inside the country. Uh, it very quickly became more militarised and internationalised as uh, other actors from around the region and around the world started to join in um, those original, you know, for the demands that the people were asking. Um, and since then, over the course of the war, um, it's highly devastating to both Syria internally and then the region as well in terms of the amount of refugees that have been um, displaced because of the conflict. There's been about half a million people dead and um, millions displaced internally and as refugees. So it's been very devastating and had a lot of effects on both the region and the world. So give us a quick overview then of the combatants involved, both in terms of the people doing the fighting, but also the proc- the the um, major powers who are using Syria as a proxy war. That's right. It's very, it's become, I guess, increasingly complicated as the wars dragged on. I guess what started off as those, uh, those demands for more reforms uh, quickly changed into quite a complex uh, conflict with a lot of proxy people going on. So um, the, the, some of the main actors, I guess, are the, the Syrian army and the Syrian government itself. And then then on the opposition side, what sort of was the original kind of uh, opposition, I guess, which was the Free Syrian Army, notionally a kind of moderate um, group, uh, splintered and uh, new groups formed that are much more uh, kind of radical Islamic kind of ideologies. People will know the Islamic State is there or was there, depending on who you ask. There's Al-Qaeda-linked groups, other quite more extreme groups like Arar al-Sham, which is quite a big group operating in the north. But there's quite a lot of more moderate kind of armed groups still operating there. Okay, uh, the Assad regime notorious for human rights abuse, according to some studies responsible for 90% of the civilian deaths in the conflict. Who is backing the Assad regime? 
It's main backers uh, from the region, I guess, are Iran. Um, uh, and then also internationally, we have Russia. They've been major supporters of the regime, uh, the Syrian government. When Russia joined the conflict in earnest in about 2015, it really changed the trajectory of the war up until then. It looked like the opposition uh, armed groups kind of had the upper hand and that's when Russia decided to join and it actually very much bolstered uh, the Syrian government and has allowed them essentially to bring uh, about the trajectory that we're now on now, which sees it uh, taking more and taking back control of more and more of uh, the state territory from the opposition groups. Last week we saw an escalation on a kind of international level or a week or so ago now with Trump kind of... I don't know, like swapping verbal blows, I suppose, with Putin. What is the position of America right now on Syria? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say sometimes. I think uh, the position in terms of policy, I think, is very unclear. Um, in general, uh, what those barbs were over last week was these kind of chemical weapons attacks that happened yet again, um, although there's been about 200 reportedly throughout the space of the conflict. Um and what it seems is that uh, even though there's no kind of coherent US policy these days to do with Syria, except maybe in relationship to the Islamic State, um, it seems like the use of chemical weapons, at least sometimes, is some sort of a red line for President Trump, which means that he then will act to, um, in his mind, stop uh, the Syrian government from using chemical weapons. The problem with that is that his stated aim of kind of protecting Syrian civilians or having some care for them, it's a little bit disingenuous when he says, oh, I'm going to act because of chemical weapon strikes, when by far the vast amount of Syrians that have been killed in the Syrian civil war have been by conventional weapons. So if he really cared about Syrian civilians, there'd be a much broader policy, something else, um, that would uh, put in place things that would help Syrian civilians and not just these kind of um, airstrikes whenever there well, on the odd occasion there is a chemical weapons attack. Yep. Uh, okay, so a- as you say, the regime has been cracking down on the uprising for years now with extreme brutality, dropping barrel bombs, using all sorts of weapons. Why then was this chemical weapons attack a red light for the Americans? Was that directed as much against the Russians and the Iranians as being about Syria itself? I think it's, it's, in a way, I don't know the answer to that, Jeff. It's hard to say why this one and not other ones were a red light for Donald Trump. Um, There was another, you know, he did do a response to chemical weapons attacks about a year ago, but since then there's been other ones. In some ways, my take on it would be that he sees stuff in the media, (laughs) maybe, and he he responds to what he's seeing thinking that, I mean, you know, it's not, uh, yeah, he responds to what he's seeing. So I don't know why this one and not another one necessarily. But I think what it symbolises is that there's no coherent kind of strategy in terms of helping Syrian civilians if that is indeed his aim there. Okay, so what happens now? Syria is once more off the front pages. It looks Mm. like Assad is going to fairly definitively win the civil war. Now, will we see a major crackdown on the um, Syrian people? Are we expecting another outflow of refugees, for instance? Uh, My take on that, uh, I guess, would be that, yes, in a way, Assad, I guess, in inverted commas, will sort of win the war in terms of retaking territorial control of the country. 
But uh, again, as I mentioned, none of those original demands for freedoms that the original protesters have, of which they're still there and none of them really have been met. So as long as they're there and there's no kind of meaningful reforms, it's just going to simmer away until it erupts again. I don't know whether that'll be five, 10 or 20 years, but um, definitely there's not, to my mind, there's no sort of kind of conflict resolution there, even if Assad does retake the whole of the territory. And what's Australia said about all of this then? Um, so Australia does have military involvement in Syria, so already involved in terms of um, US's uh, involvement to do with the Islamic State. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more humanitarian involvement both in the surrounding countries that are supporting a lot of uh, millions of refugees, it's Lebanon, uh, Jordan and Turkey, but also to do with our own humanitarian intake, for example, where we don't take, I mean, we take, uh, we had an extra number 12,000 a few years ago, but obviously the the scale of the problem is just uh, really unfathomable. There's many, many people waiting to be resettled that have got no opportunities, actually, even if the war were no to end. They're wanted by the security services. They haven't done uh, their military service. They ca- they actually cannot go back. So they're going to be a permanent problem or they're going to be living in these uh, other countries. Um, for, they are there and they cannot go back. So we're going to need to find some permanent solutions to them. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem for everyone and not just for that region. A grim situation. But thank you so much for explaining it, Marika Sosnowski. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for having me. Three triple R. It's time to talk to Vanessa Tohoka for TikTok. How are you going, Vanessa? I'm really well. How are you guys? Good, thank you. And how would you represent how you're feeling in emojis right now? Uh, um, the big, the big smiley face. No, I reckon. Mine would be that crazy face that everyone uses now. I have a new <laughs> one, and I don't. I, I yeah. use it for everything. The eyes going different directions. Got eyes going different directions and tongue out to the side because I feel like that could mean anything. Yeah, oh. mine yeah. would be the straight line grimace. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that we can turn that straight line into a, a sm- laughing face with little tears out of the corner of the yeah. eyes because one of the hilarious <laughs> things about emojis is how terrible it is trying to describe them. Um, love them, hate them, they really capture our imagination. They help us add tone and context and personality to our messages. But where did they come from? I thought we'd delve a little bit into mm. the mm, past of please. the emoji. So in 1999, this young engineer named Shigetaku Kurita um, was working at the Japanese phone company NTT Docomo on what he just thought was another project. He needed to create some icons that subscribers could use to quickly read information. But this was going to be for iMode, the world's first mobile internet system. So it was actually a point in time that was just amazingly set to be influential. So he created 176 icons they started out aiming for 200 and then they whittled them down into the things that they really liked. They only had little boxes of 12 by 12 pixels to work with on these tiny little screens that could hold about 50 characters per message. So if you sort of imagine the first phone you ever had, if you're an older person mm-hmm. listening, then it might have been something like a Nokia with a tiny little screen that took out maybe a quarter of the space of the entire phone. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that we're looking at. Uh, So the screens then were black and white and words were really inadequate to communicate a lot of nuance and um, 
Aside from that, they were really inefficient use of screen space. So this was this project was really mm. to solve that problem. Like, how can I get the weather, or how can I um, how can I add some emotional nuance to to what I'm sending? And this engineer tells a story that there was a pager around at the time. Now, many people listening may not know what a pager is. <laughs> But pre-smartphones, uh, you could send a telephone message to a little device like a pager and often doctors would have them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all the time. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought about – I never thought about what a pager was, like how mm. they were getting the beep. Yeah, so it would translate um, a small – a short text message from a phone – to to, speak, would you? No, someone would type it in. So ah. you would you would send a message to your paging service, and they would type it out for you and put that off into the pager. Oh my god! Yeah, it was manual. Um, I'm sure it became automated at some point, but yeah. originally it was manual. So then uh, they there was a pager system that had a particular heart symbol at the end, and there was a phenomena where they updated their system and they took away the heart symbol, <gasps> and this led to a massive drop in their sales. And so, Carita's team wow. learned about this and went well. Clearly, we need to have a heart emoji. Yes. <laughs> An emoji really comes from a couple of Japanese words, um, which, you know, who knows if I can find them in my notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the Japanese words for picture, um, E, and character, moji. So it was, it's nothing actually to do with emotions or emoticons uh-huh. and whatever. That's kind of coincidental. Huh. Yeah. How cool is that? That is really cool. So do you mean, because I always assumed that, that people had started just making up little faces from Letters and because you would you do smiley faces, yeah, smiley yeah. faces and stuff. that's something slightly different. This is that's the step before the pictograms. Okay. Yeah, so that was a way of hacking it together. Right. Absolutely, and you saw that in online chat sort of services and things. But this team originally was um, inspired by things like the Tokyo Olympic Games, which were held in 1964. Organisers uh, des- decided to design a whole lot of pictograms for bathroom doors and for particular sports to help visitors navigate themselves in a whole country where they couldn't read the language. And so very few people know that the original pictograms for bathroom doors came from Japan, from those Tokyo Olympics. How cool is wow, that? that is excellent. Mm. And so were they surprised what happened? When did they realise we, re- we were reaching peak emoji? I think, look, level one emoji... Um, you could say are the 722 items that we inherited from the original Japanese symbols. So yeah. after they put out those initial 172, it, it just it went nuts. It was a big success, and they were able to communicate more information faster with more nuance. And particularly in the formal Japanese um, society, that was very helpful. In 2006, Google started converting those original Japanese emojis into like a Unicode, which is like a standard that we use online to all of these symbols actually represented by a string of numbers behind the scenes. Mm. And that's how you pull up different codes. So they sort of started to standardise this. And then they made a proposal to include them in the list of symbols recognised by everyone else. So it's called the Unicode Consortium. So all the different technology companies agreed, we'll recognise this and render it in something relatively similar. So that a running man over here is a running man over there. Mm. Then in 2009, um, the first Unicode characters explicitly intended as emoji were added to the protocol. So that's where it started getting a bit boring. You know, it's like, let's make this a standard. But arguably the second most famous emoji designer is Willem van Lanker, who worked with Apple and he designed the Apple emojis. He studied fine arts at university and then went on to work in interaction design at IDEO, who did a lot of the hardware and interaction design for Apple, and then also at Google. So now, how many emojis do you reckon there are out there? Oh, 1,000. Higher. (gasps) 
2,000. Higher. 5,000. <gasps> too high. All right. No. <laughs> we're we're not far. turning Jeff's face around at this rate. There are, there are 2,666 emojis in the standard as of June last year. And some of those will render as the same image on different platforms, just depending on how much differentiation uh. there is between them. So, for example, person surfing and man surfing look the same on most platforms, except mm. for some platforms decided to make it separate. So we can have a woman surfing and a man surfing and a child surfing. So mm. that sort of um, okay. difference accounts for why there are so many. And when you look at face shades, you know, that became a yes. thing a little while ago. Yeah. So uh, that is bumping so, the numbers up. Oh, of course, I didn't think about that because you have like yeah. five options for every little skin tone, yeah, skin yeah. tone or whatever. Absolutely. Oh. And do we have any sense, you, you talked before about people using them for nuance. Do we have any sense of how they are actually working as a community? We certainly do. I thought we might. So <laughs> there is an amazing site called Emojipedia and that's a great place to find out what emojis exist. But they also publish a lot of articles about the use of emojis and almost look at them in um, a linguistic sense, like the evolving use in communications. So there are passionate articles written about the peach symbol. Well, the oh, yeah, the butt. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, there was a big backlash when Apple changed the look of their peach symbol to look less, less, you know, butt-like. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and they did some research and they found out that very few people were using the peach to represent a fruit. Why would you ever send it to? Fruit. I'm making wow. a peach cobbler. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Why does my iPhone ever think I want to say ducking? Exactly. Yeah. What do you mean? Exactly. What's ducking? Oh, a, well, oh, I said a fuck. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's tro- sorry, it's slow. Oh, oh, it's a tropical duck storm over oh, here. That is a nightmare. Sorry. <laughs> but they've also done a lot of studies about couples and relationships and how they evolve their own special emoji language and they represent each other with, you know, cute animal symbols. The penguin's very popular. Really? Yes. Really? And did you know that pizza is sometimes not pizza? Pizza is sometimes mm, a little bit of a romantic, you know, hanky entree. Panky. It's like, hey, do you feel like pizza? Today? It might be the Netflix oh, of the emoji yeah. world, the Netflix and chill. I never knew that. Mm, pizza and cheese apparently are often used this <laughs> Sorry way. Sorry to everyone I've seen a pizza emoji to over the last year. Shout out to my lactose intolerant pals out there <laughs> who are not using pizza or cheese for any of these romantic purposes. Oh, I yeah. read somewhere a really interesting article um, about the evolution of the emoji too, saying that we, they're actually better at communicating than words because humans are biologically kind of, I don't know, wired to recognise facial expressions. Absolutely. Mm. We, we really read a lot into those symbols. There are amazing, you know, essays devoted to the smirking face. Yeah, it's like, right. is it suggestive? Is it flirtatious? Is it <laughs> smug? Well, a little too uh, smart, you know. If a slice of pizza is suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God help us. Mind blown. See, I've turned you around, haven't I, Jeff? Well, but it's also putties and the problem you have with texting, or at least I do, that you can never read, you know, is it sarcastic? Is, is the person being sarcastic? Are they being... And do you feel like emojis help with this? Yes, yes. definitely. I think so. So yes. there's another bit of analysis that was done in 2016 that showed that fear emojis spiked to an all-time high in the run-up to the EU referendum, if you looked at the use of them on Twitter or other public, you know, social media forums, and then they dropped dramatically following the results. What's a fear emoji? So pretty much ones that were identified with, you know, scary, like, like faces showing with the upset. Teeth. Oh, and the one with the straight line and the teeth, yeah. which can mean anything. I use that so much. Yeah, I use that to mean everything. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Yes, or it exactly. can be like, sorry. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. I think that's the thing. Everyone uses that as some sort of sense of discomfort. Yeah. And yet when they describe that emoji, they describe it as a grin with smiling eyes and it's like, no, what? guys, no, that is grimace teeth. That's like of stuffed up. That's or yes. existential terror. Absolutely. And isn't it interesting that so many posts were coming from a fear-based, you know, yeah. motivation yeah. around the EU referendum and similarly around the US 2016 election. Oh. So I think this sentiment analysis can can help us point to some of the emotions that are that are running high or being used to manipulate people a little bit um, in the communications around political incidents. Just quickly before we go, what is your what do you reckon your most used emoji is? Uh, my used is definitely person with eyes laughing, crying. Oh, that one. Ah, Jess. I do love Let me, it. I'm going to have a look right now. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeff, what do you think you most use? One. Like it's Jeff a, doesn't use a du- your duck emoji. You've never sent me a duck emoji. No, I don't. No. I, yeah. Steph, it's um, a secret romantic oh, emoji. Oh, she's ducked oh, duck your bird. pizza. Oh, <laughs> it's nothing to do with that. Mine's the, the grind laughing one. Oh, yes. yeah. there yeah, you go. That's up there. Yeah. And <laughs> you, sir? Oh, I reckon mine would be love hearts. I just love heart everything because I often no, say I'm mate. angry. Yours is oh, rigid Oh, and rigid Yeah. All right, yeah. try and get creative with your, with your emojis out there, people. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. We'll see you soon. Three. Triple. You are listening to Breakfasters. Um, I had one of the best days ever <laughs> yesterday. Um, uh, so, hang on. needed to move around. So, okay, that's all right. Um, Get yourself comfortable. <clears throat> thanks, Jip. He's into it. Uh, so, yesterday, <laughs> I I flew to Sydney. Yes. Just for a couple of hours. <laughs> Jeff went because you're a millionaire now. Yeah, no. Well, I used um, I used point, some of my points to to get there, uh, and also I did it because I I just wanted to maintain my silver um, frequent flyer. Yes, you were yes. telling us about this last, last yeah week, maybe a couple before. of weeks ago. Yes, when you were away, um, when you were sick. But I just thought, oh, I'll just what it'd be a nice little treat at the end of festival just to take myself away for the day. See, some people would find that exhausting, but yes. you didn't at all. Some people would, yes. Oh, because you don't like flying. No. I no, but even if you didn't like, like you liked flying, I think yeah. you know. That's it. I'm so. I think it's awesome that you did that. Oh, it was so good. It it, it worked it, like everything just worked out. Perfectly, Do you know, like yeah. it was. There's a perfect balance of planned and unplanned. Oh, I love it! Stuff that happened. So, uh, obviously, I planned to go to Sydney, um, and I all I wanted to do was go. I thought I'll just go on a ferry ride somewhere. Just you know, get out, get some fresh air, get back on a plane, and and fly back home. Lovely. So I flew out. The flight was at eleven. It was a bit. Delayed though because of the fog, oh. but that's that's fine. So there was a bit of oh, you know, I can't. It can't be delayed for too long or oh, cancelled yeah. because fly back before you get there. Because what time yeah. are you flying back? <laughs> Five o'clock. And how many hours that give you on the ground in Sydney? Um, it got a couple like of three? hours. Yeah, about three. Yeah, like by the time I left the airport and you know allowing yeah, yeah, yeah. time to. Can, can I just back you up though? Because when mm. you started talking about this, there were a few other suggestions floating around of places you might. Go to yeah. Didn't none of them made the cut? Too expensive. Right. 
It's just cheap, and and also, oh, sorry, not not so much expensive, but also just the time restrictions. Like Sydney, there are a lot flights of flights. Yeah, right. Whereas Launceston, you know, there's one flight maybe. And it's Launceston. Yeah. But imagine going, I'd, I'd love to go to Launceston for lunch and then fly back home again. That would again. be lovely, yeah. Be great. So, uh, but I, I chose Sydney because it, that was the pretty much the only option available. Uh, so I flew out at eleven. I left at about eleven thirty. So got into Sydney at one, and flight was at five. So yeah, about three hours. Yeah. On a budget airline or a proper one? On Virgin because she was trying to keep her status yeah. points. Does Virgin. So does Virgin give you like all the mod cons? You get food service and. You get a snack. You get a snack. Yeah. You can upgrade to more. Yeah. You can yeah, buy more. You get a snack. That's all you need, though. Just a snack. And you can have a water or juice. I had a cup of tea. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> enjoyed that. And then you can watch um, you can watch movies on your own device. Um, so you I... Get that on Tiger. Yeah. Well, that's that's why it's budget, mate. Yeah. Um, that's where you're saving money. So I watched Paddington Bear. Oh. Yeah. I had a friend tweet yesterday that they can't believe people are still trying to make movies given that Paddington Bear 1 and 2 are out in the world because they're so super. Oh. She loves them. They're really good. Yeah, right. I had no idea. So I watched Paddington 2 and so I watched like half of it on the way there and then because knowing that I'll just watch the rest of this later and watch the rest on the way home, the dream. (laughs) And then um, when I got there, like I jumped on the – it's funny, I got on the plane and there was a whole bunch of other comics getting on the Ah. plane as well. And uh, there was about five, like Ursula Carlson, Jason Byrne and Des Bishop. What were they all doing? Sydney Comedy Festival started ah. last night. Oh. So they were all like, oh. And Lady Rizzo was on there oh, as well. Cool. Yeah, we're all on the same flight. And they're like, oh, so you're doing the Sydney Comedy Festival. I'm like, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to go on a ferry ride. <laughs> and come back. She's like, you are mad. <laughs> I'm like, eh, nah, a little bit. Um, and Ursula, she was like, you know, there's a great ice cream place at Manly. Get on the ferry, go to Manly. And then and then come back. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But then I realised it was, it'd be cutting it a bit fine. It's a big, yeah. It's a, that's a long ferry ride to Manly a, and back. Yeah, yeah. It takes a bit of while to get to the airport too. Yeah. So it was like an hour and a half. Like I would have, I would have made it, but you don't want to be with, rushing on your nice day off. Exactly. So I just I caught the train to Circular Quay, and I just kind of walked along and looked at, um, you know, which ferry was leaving next. And I said, I'll just get on the next one. But then, I, you know, so I, I tapped on my Opal card and I went, I, was, I think I was going to go to Watson's Bay maybe. And I thought, I'll just go out there. That'll be fine. And then I, once I tapped through, I looked up and went, oh, there's Luna Park. Oh. What am I doing? I'll go to Luna Park. Ding, ding, ding. So it's just there. So I, you know, got out and went down to the right wharf and got on the – and because it, it must be still still be school holidays in New South Wales. So Luna Park was open and I'm like, oh, this is the dream. So I went to Luna Park and I got – you can buy two two ride tickets. And so I, I did that and I went on like this big um, thing, like a pirate ship thing that goes all the way around. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was fun. It's kind of weird when you go there on your By own. By yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, 
I fully embraced it. I went, oh, well, you know, no one cares. No, everyone's there with mates and whatnot. Until you get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and also I'm not sure whether to engage the children sitting, you know, the teenagers sit, sit next to you on these rides, yeah. you know, because I want to go, have you been on this ride before? <laughs> and, but I'm <laughs> get sure. Get away that, from us, loser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing for <laughs> you on your own? Um, I, I got more stairs, though, when I went on the um, – on the Ferris wheel on my own. Oh, really? oh yeah, there's something good. Yeah. yeah, Ferris wheel feels like a romantic Cora. Yeah. It's couple <laughs> it's also it's for families. It's you know <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. You sit down by yourself and pack yeah. the seat next to you. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to sit next to me? Yeah. <laughs> and also because it tilts to one side if you you know it's, oh. it's <laughs> <laughs> your sadness is visible <laughs> all the way around. Uh, oh, it was great. Nice view from up there. It's nice. And then by the time I, you know, lined up for the rise and went on the rise, it was time to get back on the on the ferry and go back to the airport. Oh, and then what did you do when you get to the airport? Well, I it still had my um, Virgin Lounge pass and so I went and sat in the lounge and had some lovely food. I made a sandwich and I had some um, uh, cheese and crackers oh. and a beer. Um, what a way to live. Yeah, just sat there and charged my phone up, ready to watch the end of Paddington 2 <laughs> when I got on the flight back home. And then, like, landed 6.30, um, drove straight to the pub, had, you know, dinner at the pub, met Kath at the pub for dinner and then home in bed by 9.30. The, the what most bloody perfect, perfect day. day. That must, is awesome. I must say I looked on social media and I saw a picture of you in Sydney. And <laughs> Did you freak out? Because I didn't tell you guys that I was going, oh, well, I told you, you after told the me. show. Yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, I thought, I was doing a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I met you. Seems to be, it seems to be in Sydney. Yeah. She's bigger than us now, Jeff. <laughs> turn around for the books. It's funny because, yeah, you did tweet, aren't you supposed to be on radio? And I tweeted back saying, I've quit with a winky face emoji so you knew I was joking. Uh, and then Kappa gets online and he goes, oh, Guys, if you need me, I'm a, I'm a rat. Kaffa. <laughs> Three triple R. You're listening to Breakfasters. Uh, I reckon. Do you reckon like losing your wallet or losing your bank card is up there with like some of the most annoying things that can happen to yeah, you. Yeah, extraordinarily annoying. Yeah. I think wallet in particular because sometimes you forget how many cards you have in there and what they're connected to. Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, the other night, uh, oh, when I went to, I went to uh, on on Wednesday, I went to the pub to watch watch the footy, um, and because it was just I was riding my bike and I didn't want to take too many things, oh. so I took my bank oh. card out of my of my wallet. Uh, and then and took it to the pub, no problem. Do you have a little card carrier? No, I just put it in my pocket. Okay. I've got a zip-up pocket. Okay. Um, so I felt, you know, went, that's that's safe. Um, went to the pub, had a nice time and then um, wasn't until uh, maybe I got home, went out for dinner as well and then got home was like, Actually, I don't know, where did, where did my bank card go? And I went, oh, well, I'll, I'll worry about it tomorrow. And then, you know, got up, couldn't find it. And then got home afterwards, searched in the car and then messaged. I thought maybe I left it at Kat's parents' place, messaged them, said, did you even find my bank card? And they're like, no. And then, and then I got a message from someone no. saying, hello, um, I found your bank card in, in Collingwood. Um, oh. Had it just fallen out of your pocket? Yeah. You saved zip up Gosh. pocket. 
Yeah, that I obviously didn't zip up. And had you cancelled it by then? I put a temporary stop on it. I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. Yeah. Until you had to do it the other day. So much handier than having to, you know, cancel it and then find it. But I'm sorry, how did this person find your phone number to text you? No, it didn't text me. got me on on Facebook. Oh, so they looked up your name on Facebook. Yeah. But you don't go under Geraldine Hickey. No, so message my fan page and... Uh and How do you think he knew But that... Well, he just he didn't. He said, oh, "I hope this is you." Wow! Um, and what he was a like, "Kind, you, oh, that's going sort of above and beyond, it isn't really it? Is, yeah, isn't it? Amazing, it's so good." Would you do that? No, I'd probably just hand it into someone, so well, that it wasn't my problem. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, maybe would just I? Just because it's if you just find it in the street, it like it's different it, if you find it like in a place where there's people sitting around. Like you just go and say, "Hey, yeah, you left your car yeah, behind." Yeah, you find exactly. it in the street though, and you just yeah. think it's a big city. Maybe because your name is uh, kind of unique. As well, I think that if I, you found a Sarah Smith card, you'd go, I'm not going to find them on Facebook, you know? Yeah. I'll just jump online and buy a few yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as well. <laughs> well, yeah, that I'd probably cut it up. And, but and were you, you were comfortable with taking the stop off then? You didn't think, oh, maybe this person's... Well, you didn't take it off before you met him, did you? No, when you got it back on me, no. Yeah. yeah you're comfortable with just going ahead with that card? You don't not worry that someone else has got the number or anything like that? No, no, no. Like I'd put a stop on it and um, anyway. So no, no, no. <laughs> um, so I, like I messaged, he was like, oh, do you, do you, I can just cut it up for you if you've cancelled it or I can um, arrange to drop it off to you. And I went, oh, that's the whole, I'll come pick it up off you. And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll be riding through. Um, Collingwood later this afternoon. I'll be in touch. I'm like perfect, right? So this person's so nice. Oh, amazing! So 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 nice, and it was so good. Um, like it was. This is why I couldn't come to the um, last night to the tenth birthday for Lauren and Simon. Yeah. Sorry, because I had to kind of hang around and wait, and then and then managed to find time to you know went down and met him. And got the card. I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And he was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, I've been under, you know, it's annoying. So, you know, I'd like to be able to. And was he nice? Normal? Yeah, what kind oh, of person, person was, he? was he? Exactly how you'd imagine. Just a really cool young dude. Oh. Rides his bike everywhere. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've met him for like I two minutes. I ride my bike everywhere. Yeah. I ride my bike everywhere, but yeah. I wouldn't have done that. It was just, you know, it was just like a really chill dude that was just like, you know, wants to put some good in the world. That's lovely. Oh. You know, so it was like, oh, that's well, salute to you, young bike riding man. Yeah. yeah. So I walked the the puppies down to to meet him. Like we met on a, on a street corner, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll meet you there. And I walked down, and um, and then I walked back home again, feeling so relieved. You know that I that I got back online on the bank and unstopped my card. I'm like, there's so many things I'm going to do with this card. I'm going uh, <laughs> to get some get some money out so I can do my laundry and I'm going to um, – this would be perfect for dinner tonight because so I was going out for dinner. It means sure. I'll be able to pay for dinner. And then um, I got back home and I um, had a had a shower and then um, uh, was, was getting – Dressed and then things took a turn. Why? Well, I looked. The down. guy turned up. No, mm. no. I looked down. There was a spider on my arm. Get the f out! Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like quite a, quite a big one. Why do spiders land on you? I don't know. Who has arachnophobia? Oh. I don't know. And I, no one was home. 
And I really... I'm sorry, so wait, did it get on you after you got out of the shower? Where did yeah, it, it must have been. From? Like I'd, I think it was when I was... Because I was sorting through the laundry. Oh, they're always in piles of laundry. Yeah, and I think it was from, from that. And especially because I think I was... Kath had um, like her clothes that she'd been horse riding in. And I was like, oh, I bet it's... Oh. But it was in that. It's oh. a horsey spider. Yeah. And it was... Anyway, it was quite big. And I was very... Oh, dude. Was, was it a black one with yep. a black back? Yep. It was, it was very calm. Well, not really. I'd like to say I was calm. I, look, I didn't kill it. That's the main point. I, I brushed it off my arm and then I took a moment and then and just went, you're okay, you're okay. And then because no one was oh, home and I just geez. cried a lot. So bad. I was just like, oh. Wow. And then. Where did it go? Oh, I just brushed it off onto the floor and then so I had to leave the bedroom and not oh. go back in there again. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're still sleeping on the couch. <laughs> that was just, This story's just, got it all, hasn't it? Yeah. Huh? Highs, then, lows. And then here's... <laughs> Great here, cat's fights. Yeah, here's, here's another turn. Yeah, then I went... I was getting... Can't take it. Getting ready to go and then went to get the bank card out of my pocket. Not in there anymore. No. no. Jeez, what's wrong with you? It's gone. What do you mean? Did you, is, there massive, is there a hole in the pocket? <laughs> Don't know what happened. Maybe the guy never gave it back to you. Maybe no, he gave it, it back to you and then slipped it back uh, in his pocket. Oh, he definitely gave it back to me. And <laughs> was I, the whole thing? You didn't eat any mushrooms yesterday. Was the whole thing? <laughs> and and then you woke up and it was all a dream. Oh, I wish. No, what I do you to, mean it was gone? How is that even possible? I, oh, my, I, I fell out of my pocket again. You and just I put it straight back in the same pocket. I yeah, I did. Did you, did you check the pocket? Do you know what I think it was? It was, <laughs> oh, yeah, many times. And I think because I had I my phone in the same pocket and I would, un, you know, take my phone out and I think it would just kind of... Maybe I'd that pocket's pull. no good. No, it's the it's my... <laughs> Magic It's <pocket>. me. <laughs> it's me. Is it? And I, so I've lost my card again, and now I have to oh wait God. seven to ten days to get another one. Oh, so sorry, I can't buy coffee for you all. It's genuinely upsetting me. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast from Community Radio Three Triple R in Melbourne, Australia. I really hate that theme every time we play it, but I don't you, hate that Laura Dunn. I saw you building. put your hand to your head and did a big sigh. <laughs> it's a way to start. Because he's hungover. That's, oh, been, that's been every moment of the show so far. Not like Too that. many donuts last night, <laughs> hey? Let's just get on with the segment, shall we? <laughs> Vodka donuts. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. It's so nice to have you. Yeah, that is actually the lovely. first time in about four weeks we've played that. Yeah. Song. I mean, you're too busy having international comedians <laughs> and local superstars and, mm. you know, now that that dries up. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I come crawling <laughs> back. <laughs> or you come crawling back for me, yeah, more like. Exactly. But anyway, we're reunited, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Did you say so who good. I am? What? Who? Did you say? I'm Laura Dunneman. I don't think you said my I name did before. Did, did you? I did. Oh. Yes. I said it was... The theme was terrible, but it wasn't terrible to have Laura Dunneman back. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. And then I you went, <laughs> <laughs> Not that you have to say my name, but I just thought maybe people are confused. But Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to be invited back. Um, just before, mm-hmm. I said, what do you think 
Well, you said we've been putting bets on what I'll come in to talk about. Yes. And you all agreed that I would probably come in to talk about the royal baby or the royal wedding. Yes. Yes. And bing, 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 bing. <laughs> so <Jackpot. good. laughs> You must be losing your mind at the moment. Uh, it's like a royal bonanza. It is, bonanza. It is a royal bonanza. <laughs> and that's how they would that's say it. <laughs> It is a bonanza, <laughs> as Prince Charles would say. There's so much going on with the royals. I'll have to cover the royal wedding as well. Oh, I can't wait. When um, when that happens. I mean, it's my interest in it is honestly just the same as any other celebrity interest. It's the same way that I love the Kardashians. But I also know that a lot of people aren't interested in the royals and mm. sometimes I talk about them and I get a blank face or complete yep. silence. <laughs> <laughs> your passion is enough to... Make other people happy, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. Go to my Instagram. I'm, I'm looking for more <laughs> followers, but I've got a lot of royal content on there, so you can <laughs> find me on there. <laughs> anyway, there was a royal baby born. Oh, yes. Wasn't there? Indeed. Yes, and we don't have a name yet. Um, but it was born and we saw lots and lots of pictures and I just found it got me thinking about how famous that baby is within hours of its life. Mm. Yes, instantly. Like we all have pictures from when we were born, don't we? Like sure. A, a picture. Yeah. Here and there, that baby will have thousands of pictures, and then its whole life will be documented. Isn't that amazing? It is, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think they'll call what his name Alexander? I want to put it in. I want to put it in for Alfred. Alfred? No, sorry, not Alfred. Arthur. Um, Arthur. They're I saying. Think, oh, I thought it was going to be Alexander. Alexander's not bad. Why or Alexander. They it a name already? Alexander. I think because um, maybe not everybody's met the baby yet, maybe in the family. I'd say oh. it's probably got a name. If it's Arthur, do you think it's going to be Artie? Probably behind closed doors. Yeah. Arthur doesn't sound like a very royal name. Doesn't it? King Arthur of the... King, yeah, yeah, King of Arthur. There's movies about that, dude. That's so royal. <laughs> Anyway, right, okay. wait and right. see. You want Jeff, don't you? <laughs> King <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> King Jeff. I don't that's know what he, that's so funny. That's, that's what he wants name. people to call him around Triple R. <laughs> 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 Jeff. Take what was, note. What was the John Candy movie? Oh, King. Oh, so King. Oh. King of America. King. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what that's what and I was he, imagining. He becomes just then. King. Yeah. Yeah, and they eat spotted dick. That's <laughs> yeah, one, of the, one that. of the main jokes in that movie. <laughs> I remember that as a kid. Uh, <laughs> comedy goals. Maybe uh. that's where my fascination fascination started. But anyway, it got me thinking about other famous babies throughout time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the royal babies aren't the only ones and there's a lot of babies that we know very well and who have influenced religion and culture, all sorts of things and had very let, gone on to lead very famous lives or been very influential. So mm-hmm. I've written up a list of every famous baby I could think of okay. oh. throughout time. And there's one, I'll start off with the most obvious one. Baby, baby Jesus. Jesus. Baby North Kardashian West. Yes. <laughs> So happy that's what you chose. <clears throat> yes, she was big anyway, <laughs> as was Jesus. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that Kanye wanted to call the baby Jesus at some point, I'd say. <laughs> um, obviously, the IVF baby, the first test tube baby, that was a big baby, wasn't it? When, mm. when did that happen? 1979. 1978, Ooh. I researched. Close. I'm impressed by that. What Thank you. It, what was it called? Her name was Louise Brown, but I think she could have been, should have been called Ivy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what about Testy? Testy. <laughs> 
That would have been called Testy. What kind of dude is called Testy? I'm not King sure that. Testy. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <clears throat> Blue Ivy, obviously. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z um, and Beyonce's Jay-Z and beautiful Beyonce. little girl. Yeah, and mm. that's just a classic example of Hollywood names, calling your baby a colour, like Gwyneth Paltrow or a fruit. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow named apple. her baby Apple. Not apples, Apple. Just apple. Mm. Um, my brother has a dog called Apples. Oh. It's confusing. That's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> just quickly, King Ralph. I just King Googled it. Ralph. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for... I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> Everybody go home and get some fish and chips and watch King Ralph I, tonight. I, I want to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds pretty good. Bit of um, Uber Eats and King Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's a bit of a sad one. Oh. Azaria Chamberlain. Oh. Well, they were famous. Yeah. Do you know, Mate, here's Dingo's a fun famous. fact. Um, in the movie, uh, our friend, a friend of ours was in that movie, played Azaria's sister. Yes, yeah. and she acted opposite Meryl. Yeah. What friend? Uh, Nicolette Minster, who was in my late show. Wow. Yeah, as a child yeah. actor, she acted opposite Meryl Streep. Is she still God. friends with Meryl Streep? Could yeah, you contact they, her? They'd send each other letters from time. <gasps> no, they don't. Oh. I almost... Just passed out then when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped breathing. I was like, Meryl? <laughs> um, Blanket Jackson. That oh, was the baby that blanket. Um, Michael Jackson held over the balcony and flopped around. Oh. What, um, I'm going to regret asking this, but what happened to Blanket? I think he just grew around. up to be oh, a boy. <laughs> And then a young man. A young man. And I think no, his I father you, passed away. Someone was tell me some mm. terrible thing happened to him. But no, he's still... No, I think he's around. He's dead. I think Blanket's died. around. Sad. And also his Paris. name is Blanket. <laughs> King Blanket. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll keep going. The Dancing Baby. You know the Dancing Baby? Oh, my God. Uga Chaka. Uga Chaka. Yes. That baby. Wow. That's a famous baby. Oh. The Octoba- All of the Octo Babies. Oh, my God. From the, the Octo Babies. Where are they? I don't know. How long ago was that? That would have been like 15 years ago. Octomum. 15 years ago, you reckon? So, I reckon something like that. Well, I remember they had a spin-off at a reality TV series and everything. Her belly was so big when she had all those babies it's, I can't it. talk about it. It's upsetting. <laughs> I think one of them, if there was eight of them, one of them would have gone on to do something. Yeah, Just exactly. on the law of average. Yeah, you would think so. I'll look it up. I'll research okay, it and come back. back to us. Okay, this is going a little bit more abstract. Baby corn. Here's baby corn. Just the baby vegetable corn. baby corn. <laughs> This one's controversial because is it baby corn or is it just a whole other vegetable? Whole other vegetable because it's disgusting. If it I is a whole other corn. vegetable, what is its name? No one knows its name. It's just baby corn. Oh. And it's not nice. It's disgusting, isn't it? It's awful. Oh, it reminds me oh. of gross stir fries. Yes, yucky I quite stir fries. Oh, really? Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me it's not corn. No, it is no. corn, I think. Is it just baby corn? I think it's just baby corn. I just don't like it. Yeah, but anyway, quite a famous baby because there's been a lot of talk about it <laughs> and it's controversial. Yeah, cool. The Nirvana baby. You'd like this one, Sarah, being uh, a music nut. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Got our little niches and we'll stick right in <laughs> No one else would be interested in that. It's just the Nirvana, yeah, the Nirvana baby. That one's famous. Baby toes. Baby, baby toes. Oh, you baby think about our, toes. Our toes on the end of our feet. Like oh. Everyone's got a baby toe. Too much. Oh, Famous okay. because they're common. And also because you, <laughs> often you can't move them. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true, actually. You mm. could easily do without them. <laughs> sure. 
Not that I'm asking someone to cut off my toe. <laughs> you send it into the station. <laughs> Turning dark. Dear me. <laughs> Baby Got Back, the song. Oh, oh yes. yes. Sir Mix a lot. Jez, rap a verse. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't. no pressure. Yeah, too much pressure. Oh. She, uh, I like. Be, is that one? That's, I think, is that I, it? I don't think that's the same song, is Oh, it? Baby, Baby Got, got back. back. Yeah, uh, anyway. Okay, it's the same song. Anyway, carry on. Or is it? <laughs> um, baby Face, the recording artist. Oh, <laughs> you surely have some Baby Face. Yeah, what's what's happened to Baby Face? Not much. <laughs> God, all, so many of these babies have gone wrong, haven't they? <laughs> okay, I've got two more. Baby Steps. The, the little steps that we take before we take big steps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby and steps. And that's a, that's a phrase that we use, isn't yeah, it? It's a very famous <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Or just do baby... St- yeah, it's a famous phrase there yeah. for a famous baby. And lastly, I always have to have a cheese reference in there, baby bell cheese. Oh, oh Those yes. little waxy cheeses that you get at the supermarket that are so delicious yes. and they're baby size because it's replicating a large adult-sized cheese wheel <laughs> but it's a small bite-sized cheese. You know what you could do? You could have a baby corn and a baby cheese together. I would just have the baby cheese. <laughs> anyway, that's my list. Thanks, guys. Well, wow, Laura Donovan. No worries. Fantastic to have you back. So nice to have you back. Thank yeah. you. You're listening to the best bits of the Breakfasters from 3RRR.